following is a repeat show that was previously broadcast on Unity FM. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're listening in to Unity FM 93.5. And my name is Kathleen Rochnagi. We're coming to you live this evening from the studio. And we have a very action-packed evening for you. Lots and lots of things to do this evening. Um, so we're, I'm going to introduce... A couple of uh, guests for you, one being a barrister that we're going to talk to first about workshops that she's doing. And then uh, after that, we're going to continue with what we've been doing for the last few weeks on uh, medical issues in parenting and medical problems that arise. As you may remember, over the last few weeks, we've been talking about diabetes and um, hypertension, high blood pressure and the effects that have on people. And today we want to take that one step further in pregnancy and talk about that in pregnancy. But before we do that, we're going to... Have um, just going to tell you a little bit about one of our guest speakers. Um, her name is Eptihal, and she's a barrister by profession. She has been one for twenty years or more now. She's got uh, some three years ago. She joined a solicitor's firm as a consultant, and then went to set up her own barrister's chambers. And now she is going to uh, run a series of workshops and one of them is here this weekend in the Muat in Amana Centre. And we are very privileged that she's going to be talking to us about her work and what does she do. Etihal has got extensive experience in advertising the Muslim community on counter-terrorism laws. So these, this is something new, I think, that a lot of us don't know much about and we'll be very privileged in listening to her today about what is counter-terrorism laws. I certainly don't know much about it. And I know it's abbreviated as CTS, but often when I see that abbreviation, it doesn't even click with me. What is this? What does this mean for me, counter-terrorism laws? And also, uh, she's an expert on the prevent policy. Um, so I think a lot of you will be very interested, especially if you don't know much about politics like what I don't know a lot about politics, uh, as to how does this affect us? How does it affect this as Muslims? And um, wh- where, how will we get this information? She will be coming, joining us very soon on, on the phone. And um, I uh, and I will just be let you know when she's there. I think she's there now, indeed. Oh, welcome. Assalamu <laughs> alaikum, sister. It's lovely talking to you over the phone. Thank you for the kind introduction. Oh, I, I actually have a lot, lot more written down here about you. I'm afraid I didn't get to finish half of it. I, <laughs> I was just uh, trying to get through to you there. And alhamdulillah, you've come through, which is really brilliant. I know there's a lot for us to talk about about this counter terrorism laws and prevent yeah. policy and I'm afraid I must admit I'm very naive about this. Can you help to clarify me and maybe a lot of our listeners as well that are listening in as to what what it is you do and how can you help people like me have more knowledge? Okay. The Counter Terrorism and Security Act um, of 2015 is not something you're supposed to know much about. And the reason why is because it was actually rushed through the Houses of Parliament um, during the Christmas period. But it impacts us in a devastating way. I don't think I'm um, overestimating it when I say that. Um, 
I've been running around uh, all over the UK, um, hosted by some wonderful, wonderful sisters, uh, running these workshops about the Counterterrorism and Security Act, mm-hmm. um, telling Muslim women how it's going to impact them, but more importantly, how it's going to impact their children. Because what the uh, what the government is busy doing, and this was passed by uh, the current government, mm-hmm. although it was a minority government beforehand, mm-hmm. um, is they're trying to actually police our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to police what it is that they think are signs of radicalization. And it's not for us as women, but for our children, and it impacts children as young as two. Wow. So I've heard a number of cases in which, um, you know, for, for example, a two-year-old who has learning dis- disabilities was spontaneously saying the words, Allahu Akbar. Mm-hmm. And she was reported to the local prevent officers. Now, the prevent strategy is part of the law. Um, and if you can attend, if you're in Birmingham, and I was in Birmingham just a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, and I uh, spoke to people about it, and there's de- even though it's a highly, it's a Muslim-populated uh, area, there seems to be very few Muslims who know about what's actually going on. So if you can come to the workshop, please come as a Muslim woman. It's only for women, but right. tell your husbands about it. Uh, there is a brother who who's, uh, who is uh, the male version of me, effectively. He's going around telling people about it as well. Mm-hmm. How it's going to impact you and your children in schools because we've had Trojan Horse in, in Birmingham, mm-hmm. so the prevent strategy is, is working in full force in Birmingham, so we need to know what our rights are, and I'll be coming along to tell you what the CTS Act is about, what the prevent strategy is about, and how you can exercise your rights and protect yourself and your children against it. Right, so you, this is something that we definitely need to know about. And I wonder, can you give us any more examples? Because I'm very shocked to hear a two-year-old child. I mean, the two-year-old is barely able to talk. I have a two-year-old grandson, and the few words that he would say would be uh, like this, maybe Allah Akbar or Salaamu Alaikum. I know when he goes, says goodbye to us, he says Salaamu Alaikum, and then after she says bye, guys. So he doesn't really understand what no, means they what. Don't. Uh, they don't. <laughs> It, I mean, I would describe the CTS Act as a way of stopping us publicly and openly displaying or talking about our Islam. It's as simple as that. I've had to read the Act, I've had to read the Prevent Strategy, I've had to read the Labour Government's Prevent Violent uh, Extremism Strategy, I've had to read the Explanatory Notes, I've had to read the Channel Pro, I've had to, it, it, uh, this is my job. Mm-hmm. And I have come up with this sentence that it is to stop us from openly and publicly propagating basic Islamic beliefs and basic Islamic values. So I've been referred cases, sisters, such as um, a young girl who wasn't wearing hijab one day and a week, a week or so later, comes into school with a hijab mm-hmm. and she, she's cross-examined. Even though it is within school policy to allow these children to wear hijab, I've recently been referred a case in which um, a child um, was wearing something that had an Islamic script on it, on her T-shirt. She was cross-examined by the school, the parents were brought in, and one of the children, because there was a group of them, and they said, oh, it's not, it's not helpful that all Muslim children hang around together, and this isn't a Muslim-populated school. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the children was actually, uh, was actually reported to the prevent officers as are her parents. 
I mean, this goes on all the time. I've been told about one case in which a child was saying the word Alhamdulillah and the school reported, uh, called the parents in mm-hmm. and said that they had concerns about the kind of inappropriate language that the child was using. I mean, we're not talking about Safarullah swear words. We're talking about Islamic words that are the very basis of our language, such as Alhamdulillah, MashaAllah, SubhanAllah, Allahu Akbar. These are now becoming... Um, after the prevent training that these state schools receive, somewhat concerns. In in one particular area in London, prevent officers have been handing out booklets warning parents about signs of radicalization, such as if your child appears to be better behaved. Oh. I, I'm not going to... <laughs> that puts me out of business because that's our role as parenting, as a parenting organisation. We actually deliver parenting programmes and we want our, all our children to be better behaved. <laughs> yes, we do. But I think, um, you know, obviously Muslim children are model mm-hmm. uh, children. They carry particular values such mm-hmm. as caring about other children, caring about your neighbours, respecting your teachers, respecting the elderly. Mm-hmm. These are all now shown to be signs of radicalisation. Teachers have reported to me that prevent officers have told teachers that if a child carries a copy of the Qur'an, if they carry a copy of the Seerah, and if they carry a copy of a book entitled Islam as a Way of Life, this can be seen as a sign of radicalisation. If a child starts to grow a beard, if, a, if, a, if they become, seem to be more religious, I mean, these are words that are used by prevent officers. So what is that doing to teachers? Teachers are becoming increasingly suspicious of Muslim children. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, who's delivering this training to the, the police officers? Well, the, the government have plowed in a lot of money as part of the prevent strategy. Right. Um, inshallah, we'll be giving our handouts uh, on the day of the workshop mm-hmm. um, and I will be giving uh, links in those mm-hmm. handouts as to where people can go and read these prevent strategies and mm-hmm. it is really really concerning because this is happening under our nose and we are not aware of it uh, mm-hmm. where we are now the cause of suspicion just because we believe just because we believe in la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah mm-hmm. is that basic so they've set the, wi- the net as wide as they can, and this is all at the helpful hand of um, Theresa May. So we need to be really prepared for this, and we need to talk to non-Muslims about this. A lot of non-Muslim teachers and even social workers I've spoken to are very uncomfortable with mm. these laws. Yeah, and, and, you know, when you're saying some things like uh, Alhamdulillah and uh, to the children are reported for saying this I, I remember growing up and it still happens in Ireland where I came from is when we go into a house we say God save all here and we yeah. use the word thank God so this is only just saying these things, these words in Arabic which is part of the, the Muslim faith to communicate this these words in Arabic to each other we may not talk the rest of our language in Arabic but still everybody will will end with a, fr- a phrase like this Alhamdulillah actually even my family and, and friends know these sayings now because it comes out of me kind of naturally so I'm, I'm very shocked to hear that, that yes. this has been reported now as an extremist Yes effectively and when you look at the definitions and I will be going through these of what is mm-hmm. an extremist it, it, it's almost laughable it has no legal basis in fact I think I'm the only lawyer that calls them definitions. They're not actually definitions in law, and I'll be explaining why they didn't find them in law. But mm. it's, it's all about um, stopping the formation of a 
an Islamic identity. That's what it's about. It's about stopping that. Uh, they would rather that our children were not well behaved. They would rather that our children were caught up in the criminal justice system. I don't say these things lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've spoken to a number of Muslim, to a number of Muslim police officers who have huge concerns about the treatment of Muslims in the criminal justice system, um, and are and feel that they're perhaps being unfairly targeted. And we have to be now. We're being targeted if we're if we're not <laughs> brought into the criminal justice system, but we display perfectly good uh, Islamic values, mashallah, <laughs> and our mainstream belief is being um, is being seen or what, with some suspicion, and is being labelled as an, an extremist ideology. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just about people who voice concerns about human rights. Um, abroad, it's not about people that talk about Syria anymore mm-hmm. it's about everybody and, and what's most worrying about this is it's about our children mm-hmm. who are 7, 8, 9, 10 who are discovering their, their Islam and now they're being told to feel almost ashamed of it or to hide it, mm-hmm. which is catastrophic because what do you do to an Islamic identity when you say you should hide it, you destroy it mm-hmm. and that's very concerning Yes, definitely, indeed. Uh, uh, so, inshallah, if you could, if, wow. <laughs> if sisters can join us on the 16th of May. 16th of May, that's this Saturday coming. Yes. And yes. And, and your workshop, your presentation, is it a workshop or presentation? What would we it call it? It's a workshop and a presentation. So I will have um, a, a PowerPoint. I will have, throughout the, the workshop, I will be asking and posing questions. There will be um, particular videos that will be presented to the sisters and they will be asked to discuss them and tell us what they think. So it's very, very interactive. Um, inshallah, it won't be a lecture. Okay, um, very good. Very interactive. And it's on at 12 o'clock to 3 p.m. Yes. here in the Muat Centre, the Bosley Centre, or other people know it as the Yamana Centre. Oh, <laughs> it okay. goes under three names, yes. Oh, mashallah. <laughs> it's on the, uh, Stratford Road, at the top of Stratford Road, right at the roundabout, um, Camp Hill Roundabout, Junction 11. So if people don't know how to get into it, if they just go around the roundabout, you'll see all the signs for the centre on your left-hand side and you just have to make a few left turns to actually get into the centre itself. And there is free parking inside and lots of parking inside. And as you said, the event is for women only and it's free. And it is free, absolutely. I think it's absolutely detrimental that women know their rights and know what's coming at them. Yes, Uh, You have to register. So if sisters could register with the email uh, being told, ctsbirmingham at gmail.com. Okay. And I think the places, mashallah, are going fast. So mm-hmm. um, it's ctsbirmingham at gmail.com. Please register and come along and, and, and learn about what's actually going to be happening to mm-hmm. our children. Because mm, that is concerning for all. If it's our school-age children, our young children, our school-age children, even probably in universities, um, if a, a child uh, maybe is upset in some way in universities they would go to a counsellor to talk to issues but what you're saying with this new act if it was a Muslim child they may be reported absolutely mm. I mean I've had two boys reported by his, um, uh, a, a, their lecturer who mm. effectively saw them uh, saw two young ladies approach them uh, in the corridor 
the two boys then made way for the two women to mm. pass them. Mm-hmm. They just moved to one side. An honourable, honourable behaviour. Yeah. I mean, I look forward to seeing that from my son. Mm. Uh, and um, the teacher came over and asked them and started cross-examining them about why they moved over, why didn't they stop and talk to them, why don't they mix with women. I mean, it, it's extraordinary. Um, and this affects us in every single sphere of our life. So whether we go to the GP, whether we go to the hospital, whether we deal with the council, whether we, our children go to school, university, colleges, all of these people are now being forced effectively to spy on Muslims for signs of what they say are radicalization. And those signs could be as simple as someone who appears better behaved and starts growing some facial hair. Or in the case of our sisters, our young sisters, it could be hijab. Mm-hmm. It, it is that worrying. Right. Gosh, there's a lot there to to think about. So we definitely need to come to attend this. Sisters, are you listening? Please don't leave it too late to register because there is, I'm sure, uh, a limit to what can come into the room for health and safety reasons. And we do. the centre would be very cautious of that. So please don't leave it to the last minute to register. You need to book your place on CTS Birmingham, B-I-R-M-I-N-G-H-A-M at gmail.com and the event is free as we've already said um, it's on this Saturday coming the 16th of May from 12 to 3pm inshallah 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 and I presume sister you will be describing all the difference between Islamic values and British values as well uh, yes, in we, that's absolutely the crux of this discussion because it's exactly about the British values that they're trying to, and, and David Cameron actually said that there is no choice and no option I'm using his words verbatim um, about it in adhering to these British values and I'll be going into they've actually defined them which which strikes a lot of British people mm-hmm. as being a bit strange I mean one British lady said to me one English lady she said to me it's completely un-British to define British values mm-hmm. um, and I was speaking to a revert brother who said to me that um, it was actually British values that made him look into Islam and that's how he became Muslim mm-hmm. so now to have British values being today as well I I'm afraid I am um, I'm shocked to say that I haven't uh, known much about it but as you said it's so new that most people don't know about it and therefore I urge uh, all the listeners and all our uh, sisters listening in whether you're um, a parent or a grandparent or not yet even a parent if you can register for this workshop ctsbirmingham at gmail.com on Saturday the 16th, this Saturday coming between 12 and 2 in the Muat Centre or the or the Borsley Centre. 
Zakhlakarn, sister, is there any message that you'd like to give us before you leave? Inshallah, whoever's listening and feels quite worried, wallahi, come and you will feel empowered by the end of it, not mm-hmm. just by uh, the rights that you will have under these particular laws as individuals, but um, I will be going through particular um, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and inshallah, people I've spoken to have always said that they felt empowered. I won't be just scaring you. Mm-hmm. I will be actually giving you your rights. So come and join us, please. And if any of you have already had contact with prevent officers or the schools have asked questions, I always get it at every workshop. Please come and speak to me. If there are any teachers, social workers who've had problems or are uncomfortable, come and speak to me. I'm actually collating evidence okay. um, uh, in order to do something about the CTS Act in the future. So Jazakallah Khair. Jazakallah Khair. That is very interesting. So thank you very much for, for that. Oh, and we look, f- we look forward to meeting you on Saturday, inshallah. Have inshallah. a safe journey up to Birmingham. And we look, I look forward to it. We look inshallah. forward to having you here with us. Jazakallah Khair. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah we're just to, to going to digest all of that now by uh, putting on a nasheed so that you can um, listen and, and digest what has what the solicitor has been saying. And then after that, we will uh, come back to you and talk to you about um, some medical issues, etc., that we're going to t- focus on. Just enjoy this nasheed. Jazakallah, Karen. Take my hand, and come with me. Take your time, but don't you see? Oh, that your ways won't set you free. Oh, take my hand now, and come with me. Take a look inside the door of my heart. You'll see for sure oh, that my love for you is pure. Oh, take my hand now and come with me. I won't judge, I won't judge, won't put you down, while you lie, while you lie, down on the ground, oh, take your time, I'll hang around, oh, take my hand now, take my hand, and come with me. I don't know, I don't know how I would fare if your trials, if your trials, I was to bear. Oh, but your burdens, but your burdens, do let me share. Oh, take my hand now, take my hand and come with me. With me, na 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 na, 
This hate out of your heart. It's alright. That we've grown apart. Let's give this thing a brand new start. Oh, take my hand now and come with me. Turn your anger and your glowing ray against yourself. Oh, break out of the cage. Oh, write your story on a brand new page. Oh, take my hand now and come with me. I won't shout. I'll stay composed. This is where. This is where you need me more. Oh, it's not too late. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, welcome back again after listening to that lovely Nasheed. Just before we head into the break, um, we're going to have Sister Aisha Jenju from um, uh, Women's Hospital. And she's going to be talking to us about pregnancy issues, preeclampsia and other issues that affect you in pregnancy, uh, continuing our medical series. So I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be really exciting um, and very interesting. So do tune in to us again. Sure.